So this week is a twofer. I have a full episode with Chef Kyle Shankman that dropped today, and this is a mini episode. I talked to Kyle about his supper club that he's running, but during the conversation, I actually asked him about what he would do if he got a lot of money and had to hire a person. Actually, he has hired a person, so I wanted to find out about that. And it was one of the best takeaways for me from our whole conversation, even though it had nothing to do with the supper club part. So I actually cut that from the episode and wanted it to be a standalone episode here. So it's only about seven minutes, and I think it's worth listening to. Because what we're talking about is providing a high-end experience for people. If you are like me and Kyle, you're a personal chef, you're doing something like that, you know, you're probably charging $100 plus to have people eat your food. That's a lot of money. And with that comes the expectation of a good experience. And I know I'm guilty of this. You have a party, maybe it's eight people, and you think, uh, I can push it, right? Like, it's going to cost me a couple hundred bucks to hire someone to help, and I'd rather keep that 200 bucks to me. So let's see if I can push it. And sometimes it's a shit show. I have made it happen, but think about what you want that experience to look like. Uh, I don't want to give too much away here. Kyle says it really well. So take a listen to that and then go back into your podcast app if you haven't already heard the full episode. Uh, I do speak with Kyle about his supper club that he's running out of his home, and I think it's really cool, and you're going to love it. As always, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, comments, hit me up on Instagram at Chefs Without Restaurants, or you can email me at chefswithoutrestaurants at gmail.com. Have a great day. One last thing is, you know, so many of us are solopreneurs, and we're trying to save money. If I hypothetically gave you money to hire someone, one position, don't worry about what their salary is, who are you going to hire? Like, who is that key member of your team that you think would move the needle so much for you? Uh, In general, or if I added to my existing? Let's say, let's say you're starting off by yourself. You're, you're doing this thing by yourself and you need to hire someone with the knowledge in hindsight of like, oh, wow, it would be really great to have or have had a. I, I think the biggest shift in quality happened for us uh, when I met uh, sort of my full-time assistant now. Her name is gone. Um, and I met her um, as my wife was approaching her third trimester. So my wife was helping me with like serving and dishes big pregnant. <laughs> and I knew that that wasn't going to last much longer. And I met Dawn while I was teaching cooking classes and, um, and she expressed interest. And I was like, this is great timing because um, I need some help. She came in with decades of front of the house expertise uh, and sort of uh, an understanding of, uh, of, of sort of the details that go into service. If somebody's doing what we what we do, private chef work, it's really easy to miss some of the on the table details, 100%. right? Like, like, at, like how the linens are folded. Like, I can't count how many times I just sort of like tightly rolled napkins to make it look like they weren't wrinkled because I, <laughs> I ran out of time. And Dawn is sitting here like steaming, you know, steaming these these linens with with the steamer I had and stuff that, like I had. It didn't cost me any money. Um, she has that level of awareness and eye for detail that I think um, takes this to kind of the next level. I think when you're doing, whether it's private dinner parties or something really bizarre, like what we do, like actually running dinner parties out of your house sometimes, the reason people are doing it is for the experience because they could spend less 
and go to a restaurant. Like just about every time, right? Especially if they're bringing their own wine and you add, you know, paying, um, you're probably in the hundreds per person. Um, I'm, you know, I'm in the hundreds per person. It costs less to go to a restaurant. So they're doing it for the experience. So what can you do that elevates that experience to the next level? And I'm also talking about somebody who's excellent with people. It's not just an eye for detail. Like she brings sort of like the personality balance that, that I need. I'm very, um, even when I'm being funny, I'm very dry, which doesn't always translate, right? Um, whereas, you know, whereas Dawn or, you know, other people who I've had help me um, are, you know, a little bit more um, outgoing and naturally enthusiastic. And that fills in so many gaps for you when you're like, you know, there's only, you can only move so fast as one chef trying to knock out 14 plates by yourself, you know? So if it's just, it's really quiet, like that's when it probably like sucks the most to do what we do. You know, everybody's staring at you while you're, <laughs> while you're like putting on like that last garnish, you know? Um, but having somebody who's like handles front of the house and it's just going by and like picking up on that and refilling waters and talking to people while he or she is doing it, uh, I think goes such a long way in making um, these little private chefs experiences a lot more comfortable and fun. I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways from this episode, especially for those who do what we do. You know, for me, that was a big shift because I started doing twos and four, you know, everything was very manageable by myself. And then I made a dedicated decision to do bigger parties, but I didn't have staff, you know, and it's like, what's the break point? What is the most that I can do by myself where it doesn't feel like a shit show and it gives that elevated experience. And I've really had to look at that. And, and it's hard when you're going to spend the money, especially if you're paying someone well, you know, I pay $200 a person to come do a dinner and you're like, man, I really wish I could like keep that 200 bucks. Could I just work faster or harder or better to not have to pay someone? But it's just, you're going to miss those things. They're going to slip through the cracks. Yeah. And like you said, it's the experience at this level. These people are dropping $1,500, $2,000 for dinner, you can't cheap out, in my opinion, on that area. And if you don't have that expense already for staff, you can roll it into the cost. And people who are spending $150 a person won't care. Like, they're not going to change their mind if it changes to $160. If that's what it takes for you to, like, reckon with having to add that staff member, like, roll it into the cost. And also something that I've noticed is, you know, my business, I get gratuities. Gratuities are often based on quality of service. If you bring someone who does a great job, hopefully the gratuity will be there. And then that money, you know, it helps out, right? So it's like now, yeah. sometimes the gratuity is enough to like cover staff. Like I don't... I mean, the way my business works is like the gratuity goes into the pot and is spent. So like if someone doesn't tip, my people still get paid their like 200 bucks. But if I get a $200 tip, like that covers the cost of that server, you know, and I, I just looking at it that way, I think it's an easy decision to spend the money to give that service. I mean, we got $600 in tips last night at a 14 person party. I, I like I never got any tips before like before she came into the mix uh, almost three years ago. I don't know. I think maybe people are more likely to, to tip when they see sort of like somebody dedicated to quote front of the house. 
like it sort of feels more like a restaurant and it feels more um, implied that it's expected. We outright say, you know, gratuity is accepted but not expected. And uh, we still, generally speaking, get get really generous tips that, again, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten um, I wouldn't have gotten without her help. So to all those personal chefs out there, if you're not bringing help, just think about, you know, where you want to position yourself and what that experience looks like, because I think this um, it's, it's something that you should definitely consider. Go to chefswithoutrestaurants.org to find our Facebook group, mailing list and chef database. The community is free to join. You'll get gig opportunities, advice on building and growing your business, and you'll never miss an episode of our podcast. Have a great week.